0: M S W media This episode of The Daily Beans is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed professional counselor specializing in the issues you want to talk about. Join BetterHelp and you can schedule secure video and phone sessions or text your therapist from anywhere in the world on your schedule. Listeners of Daily Beans get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com/dailybeans. <laughs> We're swearing Daily the beans
1: Daily the beans Daily beans Daily the beans, daily beans.
0: Hello, and welcome to The Daily Beans for Monday, October 14th, 2019. Today, Trump apparently does not have the skills to pay the bills. Trump and Giuliani pressured Tillerson to obstruct justice. Turkey and Syria, Republicans can't tech, more resignations and more alarm bells and more whistleblowers, and colludi-rudi is a target. I'm your host, AG, and with me today are Jordan Coburn hello, and Mandy Reeder. Hello. How are you guys?
2: Good. Good, yeah. I had a great weekend. Did you? Yeah. yeah. I went. Uh, did a little dancing last night. Where'd you go? I went to a thing on the waterfront, uh, part of um, a festival here in San Diego. I got like invited to, it was very San Diego. There was like a guy with an acoustic guitar and a backwards (laughs) baseball cap. And then it went into some weird, like electronic funky shit and there was an open bar. So yeah, I had a good time. San Diego,
0: weirdly into Sublime still. (laughs) Should be our like tagline. (laughs) So yeah, I needed to do that. I needed to dance a little.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Important. Was it on the city
2: hall lawn? It was actually weirdly like right by the waterfront in Seaport Village. They like roped off a part of Seaport Village and made like a tiny private festival. Huh. It was cool. That's very
0: nice. Yeah. Seaport Village. Yeah. I like it there. They sell kites. They do. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs>
0: kites and stickers and sunglasses.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. If you all want to see them, the, the biggest upcoming kite talent It's <laughs> a good place to go. Yeah. <laughs> they're kite they're trials. Practicing. I've never <laughs> flown a kite on the beach. I've always wanted to do that. Have you? No, I have not. I'm terrified. When it comes down, I just—it's going to like pierce a small child's eye or something. <laughs> I don't want. Yeah, that happened
0: to Nurse Jackie. Like some guy came in and had his whole face <laughs> cut off by a kite. Oh
1: God. Uh. Do you guys have a nice weekend? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, let's see. I went to I went to LA. Did a show yesterday. That was fun in Huntington Beach. One of the Don't Tell Comedy shows. If you've never heard of Don't Tell Comedy, look them up. They have like all these really cool BYOB shows all across the country and they're secret shows. Yeah, they're great. They, like, yeah, they like don't tell you the location until the day of to make it all sneaky like. Comedy raves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this show is like in an abandoned lens crafters at like a huge mall. Put on my kick girl like, pants and <laughs> yeah. bring my glow sticks. Yeah, totally. Maybe Moby will be there mm-hmm. uh, putting his, <laughs> putting dick, on his Trump. dick on Trump. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> the best part of that story was I thought it like he'd done it to multiple people, but we got so much feedback from fans being like, "No, he only did it to Trump," and I yeah. was like, "Not that it makes it okay, yeah. but um, I'm sure
1: that'll be in corrections."
0: It makes it Iron way better. Episode. Yeah, that'll, it's going <laughs> to be <in> is <laughs> never okay. It's going to be a Mueller she wrote uh, corrections. Yeah, knob touch is the name of the game. Yeah. Oh God. Huh. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. We will definitely cover that Moby Moby's dick. <laughs> What a weird story. (laughs) Yeah, I guess he was on Bill Maher, and he told the story, too. That's funny. That's interesting. Uh, We do have a lot uh, of of news today, but a couple housekeeping things. We're traveling to New York this week for a pod conference, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We'll try our best to bring you the beans from the road. So just a heads up in case you get like a small beans or a mini beans or some... You know, beans that you weren't expecting. That's what's happening. We're traveling. Um, I don't want to say we aren't totally going to bring you any beans. Unexpected beans. (laughs) Suddenly, beans. Um, But I just wanted to let you know that uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday's show might not be like full-on beans shows because we need to travel. So heads up on that. We also have a new Facebook group for patrons called Behind the Beans. Look for our Super Space Beans coffee mug and, and ask to join if you're a patron. Uh, So if you want to become a patron, you can head to patreon.com slash the Daily Beans and you'll get ad-free episodes of the Daily Beans, access to our closed communities, um, play in the Fantasy Indictment League. We'll be bringing you video from the studio soon. That's for patrons only. You can sign up for as little as three bucks a month and you become a patron of both shows, Daily Beans and Muller She Wrote. So, as I said, we have a lot of news to get to from this weekend. So let's hit the Hot notes. Hot notes. Let's start with a big story about more obstruction of justice by Trump, this time involving Rex Tillerson. As a reminder, Rex Tillerson was likely handpicked by Putin to be the secretary of state. Um, but during a tense Oval Office meeting in 2017, they're all tense. Uh, Giuliani asked Tillerson to help stop a criminal prosecution in Reza Zarab in the United States in exchange for an American pastor named Brunson, who was in a Turkish prison. Tillerson told Trump and Giuliani that would be illegal. Um, because Zorab was indicted for violating Iranian sanctions by smuggling $10 billion in gold and cash to Iran. Uh, Mike Mukasey was there, and he pushed back on Tillerson's objections. Uh, and this week, Giuliani defended his actions, likening them to Cold War-era spy swaps, saying, I expected to be a hero, like in a Tom Hanks movie. Um, most incredible is that uh, this occurred after Trump was swimming in shit for trying to get Comey to let the Flynn thing go. This happened after that. So he's like... Manically, turkey bullshit <laughs> He's manically unteachable yeah. <laughs> and that becomes clearer the further we get into the current impeachment inquiry
1: mm-hmm. wait sorry you said the one of the person the one of the people was turkish yeah they wanted right. to trade yeah. um br- um this
0: turkish guy who was this gold runner who was yeah. you know breaking iran sanctions by smuggling gold to iran golden cash to iran 10 billion dollars yeah. in exchange for brunson that's who initially we were going to trade gulen for mm-hmm um, he, he's an American pastor in a
1: Turkish prison. Oh, that guy's getting teased with all of these <laughs> sketchy deals. <laughs> I know. Like, for the love of Christ. <laughs> Will somebody just successfully fucking break the law for me? <laughs> Swap me out, damn it. I guess it's not breaking the law exactly, right? Because that's, that's something that you have as an executive power, I guess. You get to technically make those decisions if you want to. It's just <laughs> ill-advised entirely by all of your aides, probably. But that he was under investigation. Yeah,
0: um, is what makes it illegal. Oh, okay. and an obstruction of justice. Not
1: not the guy oh, by in, the US. Yeah. 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 Totally. The, the,
0: the Turkish guy. Yes, smuggler. The gold it's compromising
1: smuggler. and just more of this concept of negotiating with, you know, the terrorist. Right. Quote unquote. quote
0: unquote. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for reals. And uh, more big news from the ju- judiciary. Uh, by the way, we got a lot of emails saying people love the way you say judiciary.
2: I lived uh, in England for a long time. Judiciary. Sometimes the way I say things. No, no, no judiciary. <laughs> seven years in London, they
0: were arguing. accent about is kind of messed up sometimes. <laughs> aluminium tariffs. Um, <laughs> So anyway, more big news from the judiciary. Trump lost three major cases on Friday. The first two are about immigration, one in which a federal judge ruled that the public charge rule is unlawful, instituting a nationwide injunction on the implementation of that program. The public charge program was the one that allowed the U.S. to limit legal immigration based on their broad determination that an incoming or current immigrant may cost the U.S. money by either needing Section 8 by being on Medicare or welfare or other government assistance. Um, That's a major win for immigration activists. And then a federal judge declared that Trump's declaration of an emergency at the border, which allowed him to poach taxpayer money for his wall, is also unlawful. So there's that injunction right now. And then, of course, at the end of the week, um, sort of related, McAleenan resigned. He's the Mm -hmm. acting chief of Department of Homeland Security, right? How Mm -hmm. many uh,
2: Homeland Security chiefs have we gone through? Under I th- Trump. I think this next one will be the fifth. Wow.
1: Holy shit. Yeah, I could right, be I was wrong. I to say fourth, but yeah, it could be fifth. I don't fucking know. He's doing his... God, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's- and this guy was acting for like a pretty long time too.
0: Well, apparently that was the problem is that he wasn't given a permanent position and I guess Trump didn't like... He wasn't doing enough. He wasn't Stephen Miller, basically.
1: Yeah. So when you're acting, you just have to be super fascist to get the job. Yeah, Yeah. an audition. Trump will confirm you. Yeah, you have to be the most horrid cowhide fascistic
0: tendencies. Yeah, Yeah. and we haven't seen him much on television, so that could have been a problem for Trump too. Trump Mm -hmm. likes it when people go on TV and Mm -hmm. talk and kiss his ass.
2: Probably wanted to be less in the limelight than the previous one. Kirsten
0: Nielsen was that her name? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she
2: was booed
0: and hated, and yeah, Yeah, and she's still blocked. Like it makes you wonder what these people have blocked. If if what's been allowed to happen has Mm -hmm. been allowed, Mm -hmm. what have they blocked? What have they stopped? Stephen Miller and Trump from doing. That's mm-hmm. what keeps me up at night, among many other things. Also,
2: his face, Stephen Miller's face. Yeah, he's he just punchable. His whole vibe. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate that guy.
0: <laughs> uh And he had a hard time on on the press today, trying to or this week. You know, in that interview that they did with with Stephen Miller about it. It was just he was he's just a terrible person, and he sucks at talking and <laughs> life. Yeah. But perhaps the biggest win uh, is the third case, and that's Trump v. Oversight, the Oversight Committee, in which Elijah Cummings had petitioned the court to allow his committee to get eight years of financial documents and possible tax returns from Trump's accounting firm, uh, Mazars. Now, this is not the House Ways and Means Committee's case to obtain Trump's tax returns from the IRS and Steve. The Treasury Secretary, nor is this the case where the House Dems are trying to get financial records from Deutsche Bank and Capital One, nor is this the Manhattan District Attorney case where Cy Vance has asked for six years of Trump's financials from Mazar's. Uh, All cases, Trump uh, has lost, and now a lot of them are tied up in appeals. Mm -hmm. This is the OG Mazar's case, where Mazar's was ready to hand over the documents, and remember now they asked for a friendly subpoena from Mm -hmm. the Oversight Committee, which was temporarily blocked while Trump was, you know, appealing. Uh, this is the first Trump tax case in appeals that he's lost. This is the first one that's gone up to appeals, and he's he's lost it in appeals. The three judge panel voted two to one in favor of the House Dems. We put beans on two to one or three to zero, oh. uh, and it was two to one. The only dissenting voice coming from Judge Rao, a Trump appointee, but even she said in her dissent that while she feels it's not Congress's place to obtain criminally investigative documents about a sitting president, she says that's what impeachment is for, and impeachment allows for it. Um, She's wrong uh, about the first part, but she's right about the impeachment. Impeachment does allow for it. But this is bad for Trump because he's facing impeachment now. And Trump's arguments that Congress can't investigate him criminally leaves us with impeachment. And now he's saying he can't be impeached. But that's another case. (laughs) But even this judge disagrees with him, even the one he appointed, at least on the latter point. So Trump has a couple of options now. He can ask the court to rehear the case en banc, meaning in front of the entire panel of judges, uh, he can also ask that's like
1: the highest appeals court, right?
0: Yes, this is yeah. Second Circuit D.C. Mm-hmm. Court of Appeals. He can ask to be heard and bonk. Um, and I think there are three Trump appointees total on the nine. Um, he can also ask SCOTUS to hear the case or both. A- and as of this recording, we do not know which avenue he's going to take, uh, if not both, in an attempt to run around, you know, run out the clock. Um, I, that's all I think he can do is delay. He can't win okay. on the merits. Uh, He can only delay the inevitable. The full panel and the SCOTUS may decline to hear the case altogether, leaving the Second Circuit's ruling in place, this ruling, meaning Mazar's will have to hand over the materials. At that point, Trump won't be able to do anything because he is not Mazar's. Uh, If the court were ordering him to hand over his taxes, he could just not do it and defy a court order. Of course, Mm -hmm. that would throw us into a massive constitutional crisis, uh, defiance of a court order by the president. But this is Mazar's. Uh, this isn't up to him. So at that point, it would be over for him uh, if, if you know, SCOTUS and Bonk refuses to hear, or if they do hear and rule in favor of the Oversight Committee on this, then we would get Mazar's stuff.
1: God. Ugh. I know are nervous. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, you go. It, it makes me nervous about who might be on the board of Mazars that potentially would be like a sympathizer. That's the only other thing they could yeah. do. Uh, Trump could do is is try to bully Mazars
0: into not handing anything yeah. over. Yeah, but, like, but I don't think that they would. I don't think they they would. Um, I mean, they're a accounting firm in good standing. I don't think mm-hmm, that they would risk right. their licensure. Uh, and their
1: entire business. Yeah. And they seemed open mm-hmm. to giving the information in the first place, like you said, just requesting that friendly subpoena. So something would have to change a lot behind the scenes, but mm-hmm. yeah. I, don't, f- I don't know. Everything changes so much now right. on a daily basis. They'll I have, have no a idea. golf game with some from Mazar's and then they'll change their tune. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't
0: think Trump um, has enough money right, uh, to actually bribe To them. buy it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, I don't know. Maybe he's got some dirt on some of the. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I think we'll get him. Mm-hmm. I know there are like four cases here that have to do with subpoenaing his tax returns. Um, and I don't know if this is the one with Merrick Garland as chief judge. Is it? Mm, no, I'd have to look. That I saw up. that on Twitter this
2: morning. That I think
0: so. That, I think that, he's ahead of the Second Circuit D.C.
2: Court yeah, of Appeals. Yeah, that it could be the chief judge who decides this could be Merrick Garland, but just just sweet
0: yeah sweet sweet that is really nice Justice. in fact sweet i think infectious. anything that goes up to the second sweet Circuit karma. court of appeals um can you see if merrick garland's on the second circuit court any anything that would be appealed in the second circuit which is the dc circuit would i think be if if it's heard and bonk would be heard by merrick garland what does that mean by all the pa- all the judges on the panel cool so like this was heard by a three, three. judge panel yeah usually that's a, the first step of appeals then your second step is you can go en banc, which is all of them.
1: Yeah. Now, how many you know. times do you think people wind up not appealing to the entire panel? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Merrick Garland
2: is the chief judge of the most important federal appeals court in the nation. Um, just, which
1: is? Which is. <laughs> Sorry, this is a
2: very long PDF. I'm oh, no. like, <laughs> <laughs> usually my Google skills are, are much better than this, you guys. Yeah, come on, producer.
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Merrick. You're the Jamie of our Hover our podcast. The Joe Rogan oh, guy. Oh, I know. The Joe Rogan He's always, like,
2: He's always like, hey, man, look that up for me. Hey, yeah. can you look that up for me?
1: Hey. <laughs> He's usually stoned. One day I'm waiting for Jamie to be like, no. When we finally have video, I know, right? I'm going to have
2: to like brush my hair and look presentable. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie just
1: wears a cap. <laughs> Keeps it easy.
0: Yeah, you're right. This isn't easy, is it? It's hard it? to find. Uh, two of the Second Circuit. The chief judge is Merrick Garland, um, District of Columbia, Second Circuit, D.C. Oh, cool. Court cool. of Appeals. There
1: you go. Hell yeah. Nice. I, Teamwork.
0: Mm. Yes. I I hope it's him who makes that determination. Yeah. And there are other cases that are um, probably going to be appealed to mm-hmm. Second Circuit as well. Oh, so. yeah. He he. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Merrick Garland <laughs> is like, fuck yeah. But <laughs> so then
1: they're just going to appeal it to SCOTUS.
0: Yeah, they might. Uh, But, you know, you need I think you need four judges to agree to hear it. He might get that. Mm -hmm. uh, But I don't think that uh, because that's going to leave Justice John Roberts in a real sticky situation. Oh, yeah. Uh, And I don't think he's going to go against the entirety of Mm -hmm. precedent for the the whole time we've existed as a country. Right. And public opinion. Right. Yeah um to side with Trump. Yeah, do you which really like limiting the absolute power of the presidency?
2: Yeah. Do yeah. you really want to tarnish your entire legacy for yeah. Trump?
0: Yeah. And do you also want to appear political? He really doesn't. No. And also do you want to set, you know, go against common precedent which imbalances the balance of powers clause in mm-hmm. the Constitution. Right. He, I don't think he's going to do it.
1: And it's also like
0: I don't think Gorsuch will do it either.
1: No. Mm-hmm. Why why won't you do it? You know, <laughs> like, why will not
0: you just give us your taxes? Yeah,
1: like, I can't. I just can't. I think it's because he's too broke and he's embarrassed.
2: I think it's because he's so in debt, and that would ruin his whole PR branding image of himself.
1: As I'm rich sure and that's powerful. part of it. But I, I'm sure it's also it's that He has also, ties with Russia,
2: obviously. But, yeah, like, yeah,
1: just a bunch of money laundering It yeah, could also trails, expose, probably. It, it could also expose whatever deal he made with
0: Justice Kennedy mm-hmm. uh, because Kennedy's kid. Was on Deutsche Bank, and and that's also why he's trying to block those Deutsche Bank documents. So, Mm
1: -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's like there's really just no reason to not give it over, other than I don't want to. Yeah, like I don't want to placate these people who are asking me to do this thing. Yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah, Uh, although he continues to call himself the most transparent president ever. (laughs) Um, In
0: other news, this weekend Trump had a batshit crazy hate rally in Minnesota, one of my favorite cities. I love the longest one I heard ever. Yeah, it was 90 minutes or something. Uh, and the mayor asked him to prepay the bill, Mayor Frey. And for good reason. In total, <laughs> at least 10 cities have complained they have not been reimbursed for their local police and fire to the tune of $840,000 by oh Trump. Oh, my God. The argument between Mayor Frey in Minneapolis and Trump comes days after the Trump campaign reported it raised $125 million from the third quarter. So he has the money. Mm-hmm. He's just not paying his bills. And I imagine we haven't heard the last of this.
1: Wow. Do you think that people from other cities gave him a heads up? And they're like, hey, just so you know, this dude oh, hasn't for paid sure. the bills, right? Or yeah. like, like, and I how, think how crew he... looked into it too, and, okay, and, and yeah. it was like a WhatsApp of city mayors. Yeah, <laughs> WhatsApp group.
2: <laughs> did you guys hear when he was at this Minnesota rally that he said Minneapolis? Minin- I Minin- Minneapolis. Yeah. I, I can't stop thinking about it. Minneapolis? No, he said Minneapolis. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. I think that's what he said. Anyway, he mispronounced it in a really hilarious way. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I can't stop thinking about it.
0: That was just insane. It was insane. That whole thing. I think there were more Trump protesters outside than there were in the building. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I at heard this that. Point.
1: Uh, yeah. Right? right. I heard that there was a like the they had really tough they had just a tough time filling like the front rows or something. It was just like a very dismal turnout. Yeah, a lot of empty seats. Mm-hmm. I saw a, a short uh, uh, clip on CNN the other day, which
2: was like interviewing people at Trump rallies about impeachment, and obviously they were like, "No, oh, he's done nothing wrong." They showed a, a Trump rally, not in Minneapolis, in another city, that was like. Literally 12
0: people in a conference room. And I was like,
2: what the fuck yeah. is this? This is not a rally. This looks like an AA meeting.
0: It's probably both. Oh, God. Friends of Bill W. and friends of Trump. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty sad. Friends of Donald T. Sad. Um, and uh, also in the news, Turkey is continuing to hammer northern Syria after Trump withdrew U.S. support, leaving our partners in fighting ISIS, the Kurds, to die. But on Friday, the Pentagon confirmed that U.S. troops in Syria came under artillery fire from Turkish positions. The onslaught was so bad that the U.S. demanded Turkey stop. They said, you know, we're here. We told you we're here. Uh, The Joint Chiefs of Staff chief uh, confirmed it. And so did CENTCOM. Uh, They knew exactly where they were. And they said, stop or else you will face immediate defensive action from U.S. troops. Some U.S. officials told CNN they believe the attack was intentional and meant to chase the U.S. troops from the area because the U.S. gave Turkey explicit locations, as I said, of our troops. And when asked in a helicopter conference about the attack, Trump said, eh,
1: we'll look at it. my God.
0: They said, yeah, do you know U.S. troops came under fire in, in northern Syria by Turkish forces? Eh, we'll look at it.
1: Did anyone die? Do you know? I don't know yet. Yeah.
0: None of the U.S. uh, soldiers in that uh, shelling did.
1: Yeah. I know Um, people have died.
0: But many people have. And we should mention here that the U.S. sided with Putin by not voting for a recent U.N. Security Council resolution to condemn Turkey's actions. Yeah. And on Friday, Mnuchin had this big press conference to announce that the U.S. will not be implementing sanctions on Turkey at this time. And uh, I think Congress is is working on a sanctions bill. Mm-hmm. And I think it will most definitely have a veto-proof majority mm-hmm. uh, because the, the, Trump and the Treasury aren't Im- imposing the sanctions.
1: Yeah. And the Republicans are not, not for that. No. Yeah. They're, they're very not for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you also
2: um, hear that uh, the Turkish President Erdogan um, basically told the European Union that if they call it an invasion, if the EU decides to call the Turkish movement and invasion then they will release a flood of 3 million refugees mm. into Europe. I think that's the language he used mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, trust me I don't
1: like using the word flood of refugees. Anyway, um yeah, so it's Yeah, they're a, like he, he's like using their yeah. own nationalism against them. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that's another thing that Trump said too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I'm sure they'll all try to go to Europe. It, it's
0: like it's astounding.
1: Yeah. And I also know one of the big problems is that they're containing so many, so many ISIS prisoners, right? And like they have a limited amount of resources to contain all of them. And since all of this is broken out once again, they've not been able to contain that, and some of the prisoners have just gotten out. Yes, a multitude of prisoners, ISIS prisoners, have escaped. Yeah, it's really scary. Yep.
0: Um. So that's happening there, and a lot of the these uh, videos and photos that are coming out are just absolutely horrific. Mm-hmm. Um, and just that we, t- that we abandoned them. It's just like with the Rwandan genocide, we failed to go in, but in this particular one, we took ourselves away. It's, it's, it's just, uh, incredible that, uh, yeah, that we did this uh,
1: upon knowing that almost immediately Turkey was going to come in. Yeah. Unimaginable. It's, it's I, I, and
0: I, I mean, you remember all the backlash from not, not stepping in, in Rwanda, do you remember? Uh,
1: I mean, you're I probably really young. About, I remember learning about that. I remember watching Bill Clinton's official apology that he gave, basically saying that was like the biggest regret of his presidency about the Rwandan genocide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is um, also includes betrayal.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we'll be right back with an impeachment update.
1: After these messages, we'll be right back.
0: Our broken healthcare system, coupled with the anxiety and gaslighting coming out of the White House, um, it's now more important than ever that we have timely access to quality, affordable mental health care. And the solution is BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp is a secure and convenient online solution that offers licensed professional counselors who specialize in a wide range of issues such as depression, stress, anxiety, relationships. And you can connect with your counselor from the comfort of your own home and in a secure and confidential online environment. One of the biggest barriers to care is timely access, but with BetterHelp, you can get assistance on your own time in the comfort of your own home by scheduling secure video phone sessions, and you can even chat or text with your professional counselor from anywhere, which makes it extremely convenient. Another obstacle to care is price, but BetterHelp is an affordable option, and for Daily Beans listeners, you'll get ten percent off your first month with discount code DailyBeans. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash dailybeans. Just fill out the questionnaire to assess your personal needs, and you'll get matched with a professional licensed counselor that you'll love. And you can change your counselor at any time for no additional fee. That's betterhelp.com slash dailybeans. Okay, so impeachment. Uh, We know from the last Daily Beans that four Giuliani associates were indicted Thursday. Three were arrested. Uh, Two named Parnas and Fruman right before uh, they were about to board a plane to Frankfurt with with one-way tickets just hours after lunching with Rudy Giuliani. And we know, uh, and Giuliani had also planned to go to Vienna. Uh, and we know that the, the four White House officials were raising alarm bells before and after the Trump-Zelensky call on July 25th, and that potentially dozens of whistleblowers are now working with the House Dems. But there's more. The New York Times reported Friday that Giuliani himself is now the target of an investigation by the very U.S. attorney's office he used to run, the God. Southern <laughs> District of New York. God. You'll remember in that press conference that uh, we had this week that U.S. Attorney Berman said the investigation is still ongoing. And now, according to two people familiar with the investigation, Rudy is now under investigation for lobbying crimes with regards to his work for Ukraine. Uh, As we well know from the Mueller investigation, federal law requires American citizens to disclose foreign lobbying efforts to the Department of Justice. And now, after multiple figures were charged with FARA violations in the Russia probe, and after Maine Justice set up an entire new unit focusing on farah violations that you can't simply lobby on behalf of a foreign entity without registering Mm -hmm. giuliani however in his unmatched wisdom insists he was not required to file under farah because he was not acting on behalf of trump or excuse me because he was acting on behalf of trump not ukraine so when he collected information on yovanovich and others and related to the media he was uh, he was doing it on behest of trump thereby throwing trump under the bus but whatever Perhaps the most telling is that Rudy says no one has questioned him and he's not aware of any investigation. But even I know that's bad news because targets of investigations are often not questioned until after they're arrested. Some, has, some have asked if I think Bill Barr will block an indictment of Rudy. I don't think so. First, that's up to the grand jury and, and the Southern District. And, you know, and we kind of learn from the Andy McCabe thing that even if Barr wants somebody indicted, it's up to the grand jury. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were not shy about arresting Lev and Igor. Um, The Southern District of New York, they only informed Barr of the arrest and they had to act quickly because they were leaving the country. And if Barr had blocked that arrest or tried to block the arrest or if he tries to block the arrest or indictment of Rudy Giuliani, that would be extremely bad for Barr if he does this cost benefit analysis in his head because the White House released the memo of the call with Ukraine with his name all over it. It would be blatant obstruction, and I believe the Southern District of New York will simply inform Barr of the of this arrest as well, if it comes. Here's my beans. Giuliani will be indicted on Farrah violations. Barr will realize the cost of blocking it is not worth the benefit, and there will be superseding Farrah indictments for Lev and Igor, because I think, they're, I think they were all
1: wiretapped. Mm. Yeah. Uh, because how, how would they have known that they they're, were at the airport? Right. Right. And also, I heard that they were at lunch with Giuliani before they went to the airport. Yeah. Yeah, they lunch with him. <laughs> Have mm-hmm. you seen a pic, the picture of these two guys? Yes. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> I... I they look like mobsters. Yeah, they it's really, yeah. like actually. They really they, do look yeah. like,
1: yeah, caricatures of, of villains they? and like, yeah, some sort. They literally yeah, like look they would like show up in Sister movie. Act 2 or right? something. It's so <laughs> crazy.
2: I was like,
0: are, let's uh,
1: get the nuns. You yeah, know. yeah. yeah.
0: I,
2: I couldn't believe it. I was like, of course. <laughs> One of is like a big beefy guy is wearing like a gold chain. Looks like he likes to smoke a cigar. A lot of V-necks going yeah. on <laughs> oh, yeah, with the hairs. Looks like he could beat the shit out of you. You yeah. know what I mean? Rough you up a little. So I'm not surprised these were
0: his associates it very much fits the picture of the rest of this whole <laughs> yeah. operation. <laughs> yeah. So uh, beans on Rudy. Yeah. And I think superseding on Levin Igor. They had to move in
1: before they were done investigating, mm-hmm. which means
0: that there's still outstanding crimes.
1: Yeah, 100%. That's, that's when uh, people are a flight risk, right? That's the only reason why they would get them at the airport. And obviously, they would have gotten them before if they were done oh, with yeah. their investigating. They were so close. I bet you they yeah. were like,
2: yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and then oh shit Mm -hmm." and
0: I I wonder if they set it up that way I'll have to ask a former federal prosecutor friend like a Renato or Joyce or something do you have indictments ready to go while you're still investigating in case you have to pounce
1: do you know what I mean I bet yeah I bet especially if in this case they already had enough to arrest them they just like you said maybe had them tapped and they just wanted to continue to surveil them and see what else was going to come from it but they definitely had enough to indict them already yeah, and they basically
0: just called up Bar and said we're we're moving on this. Mm-hmm. Uh and it was more informational than uh asking for permission.
1: Yeah, cuz fuck mm-hmm. you. <laughs> Fucking Bar. <laughs>
2: <laughs> did you guys uh, see what he said? I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before. He, he, he gave some speech that was like, the, all these secularists are trying to destroy traditional values. I and I was like,
0: yes. oh my God. And um, in the main Mueller She Wrote episode that mm-hmm. came out last night on mm-hmm. Sunday night, John Cryer and I talk about did that you? Okay. In, in our interview. Yeah. So definitely check that out. We talk about putting all your impeachment eggs in one basket. We talk about that weird ass Notre Dame bill bar theocratic speech yeah. that he gave.
2: So this is Monday's Beans, right? So this interview is going to be on Sunday evenings, Smaller She Wrote. Yep. Sweet. Yep. I'm going to listen to that. I wasn't here for that interview, so I'm I'm going to listen to
0: it again. Hell yeah. I loved that interview. It's my favorite
2: he, interview I've ever done. I, I didn't actually watch it. I was just reading about it, but w- was he sort of like rambly and Trumpy? Because I feel like I don't know that much personal information about Barr other than that he's a dipshit.
0: No, he's not rambly like Trump. No. Um, He, he, he has a, a very distinct point of view in mm-hmm. saying that Um, mental health problems every every problem that plagues our country is because we're moving to become a secular society uh and that is the problem and so it's yeah he's blaming depression on people moving away from god he's blaming and and to to give this to a, a bunch of law students they must have been like what yeah and then at notre dame Uh, it's just like, why, why are you steeping theocracy and theology into legal arguments and legal discussions and legal papers? Especially
2: because it just, it just is so, I'm sorry to be the angry queer person right now, but like it just reeks of this straight privilege because LGBT people haven't had a good time under religion. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like we have had our mental health problems have been caused by the idea that religion you know, perpetuates
0: and the idea of how you're supposed to be. And so, guess what? Like, for us, it's been a better time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I actually read this great tweet where they're like, yeah, astrology is not based on science and neither is religion, but astrology never persecuted gays or, or people of color. You so- know
2: what? Yeah, <laughs> this, is a, this is a genuine thing. I love astrology, not because I believe it's quote-unquote real, but because it, it is a comforting template for me to do use for my self-care i don't think it's real but i find it comforting and so next yeah, it time sounds
1: helpful stuff exactly and none of it is like go hurt yourself or hurt others so it's yeah. always like this is what's going to help you live your most yeah, positive so, best and life there, there's tons exactly. there's tons of great spiritual uh, templates totally. and
0: frameworks you can use that aren't a Christo-fascist exactly. uh, like this, yeah. which mm-hmm. is what that is. It's Christo-fascism and it's gross. Yeah. Next time an edgelord atheist
2: tries to tell you that astrology <laughs> is stupid, tell them to fuck off. <laughs> tell them that that is sexist also. because yeah. Let women enjoy astrology. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I yield my <laughs> time.
1: Um, yeah, if anybody in this country is supposed to be a beacon of you know upholding a separation of church and state, it is the Attorney General. Yeah. Right. The yeah. fact that he gave that speech is not surprising, I guess, mm-hmm. but... Um, also, I feel like this is the first time I've heard him give more personal views. That's what I I was just saying. Like, I feel like this is the first time I knew that he was
2: with Trump, but I didn't know a lot about his personal views or that he He was particularly theist.
1: Exactly. Yeah. He like, he more so kind of divulges probably the underpinnings of his brain just through his actions. He doesn't explicitly kind of say, you know, this is what I I think on a personal level Mm -hmm. from from my own principles. He kind of just has always been this sort of pawn, like a political pawn. Mm -hmm. At least that's my perception of him. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, great.
0: Yeah, Uh, but I I think what, you know, at least what uh, John Cryer and I talked about is that if you frame Trump's behavior, if you put Trump's behavior in the framework of autocracy or kleptocracy, everything he does makes sense. If mm -hmm. you put everything barr does in the framework of theocracy Mm -hmm. everything he does makes sense yeah yeah and so now trump is already distancing himself from rudy giuliani did you see this Mm -hmm. because they asked rudy are you still trump's lawyer he's like yes and then you ask trump if he's still the lawyer he's like i don't know he was my lawyer who you know like he didn't say who but he said i don't know
1: i've also seen him flip-flop though and come in support of him too yeah, but but that's what he did with
0: Cohen as well. Yeah. This is almost exactly what he did with Cohen. And it's all in the Mueller report. I guess Trump didn't read it, but that was part of the totality <laughs> of evidence of obstruction of justice in that you're holding him up and saying, Rudy's a great guy. He was my lawyer once. Uh, You know, he, this is a sham. This is terrible. Until Cohen flipped on him and then Cohen was a rat and he was weak. And so wait and see what happens uh, when uh, Rudy's arrested. Trump will say, this is... Uh, terrible country falling apart bullshit something but if Rudy flips um, and mm-hmm. cooperates with the government you will hear oh. Trump flip as well and he will make these tweets and that will be evidence against him in obstruction of justice but yeah. I don't even think that the that the impeachment inquiry needs to go there but it is precisely the same behavior that he pulled with Manafort, mm-hmm. Cohen, Flynn uh-huh. uh, and it's all laid out in the Mueller report too. What a disgraceful person Giuliani is.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Completely disgraceful. And he looks to have so many more ties to foreign governments. I wouldn't be surprised if he just flees himself, honestly. <laughs> well, he was going to, right? He he said
0: he had a ticket 24 hours later to Vienna. Uh, guess who lives in Vienna for Tosh? Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But and I think that that's who's ended, who's paying him. And we'll go over that a little bit later in the show. But yeah, he, he he was out of here, too. And now I think they're talking to him like, you can't leave, bro. You, you know, you're under investigation. Mm-hmm. You best not leave, or we will be picking you up at Dulles too. Yeah. Sometimes oh, I just want to be so sweet. <laughs> Sometimes I just want to camp out at Dulles just to see the arrests. <laughs> the amount of arrests that happen at Dulles has to be just off the chain. I want to know, uh, first of all, why I set off the chain, and second of all, <laughs> I want to know how many arrests off the chain, <laughs> how many arrests at airports happen, and like I bet Dulles is just at the top of the oh, list. Oh God. Yeah. I bet where, you. Where is that airport? Uh, D.C.? DC? Okay,
2: cool. They probably have a pretty big police unit at the D.C. airport.
0: And here's what I was talking about earlier. We also learned from Reuters that Fruman and Parnas were funded by none other than Fertosh. Fertosh is one of Ukraine's wealthiest businessmen. He's been living in Vienna for five years while battling extradition to the U.S. on bribery charges. And in recent months, uh, Parnas was working as an interpreter for Fertosh's legal team, which is none other than DeGeneva and Tonzing. And that's that, uh, I think, husband and wife partner. And uh, Lev and Igor's new lawyer, John Comic Sands Dowd, confirmed to Reuters that Parnas worked for Fertosh, and he told Congress both men, uh, Geneva and Tonzing, uh, worked for DeGeneva and Tonzing. Both of them did, uh, uh, Igor and Lev. Also note, Fertosh is in Vienna, and that's reportedly where Lev and Igor were fleeing to via Frankfurt. And uh, when they were nabbed at Dulles with one-way tickets in hand, um, that's that's uh, I think eventually where they were going because Rudy told the Wall Street Journal he also planned to travel to Vienna 24 hours after the two were arrested. Further, most of the conspiracy theories about the Bidens that Rudy illegally peddled to American media outlets were written by Fertosh. <laughs> uh, and here's some beans come true. I tweeted on September 29th. Today's what, October 14th? Or we're recording on October 13th. I tweeted September 29th that Giuliani was working for Trump pro bono, probably so he could avoid alimony payments. Quote, though I suspect Giuliani is being paid through some shell company out of Delaware through Ukraine or something. Well, guess what? <laughs> the New York Times reported Thursday that Giuliani was being paid hundreds of thousands of dollars by Levin Igor through a shell company called Fraud Prevention. Uh, No, no, it was a fraud prevention shell company called Fraud
1: Guarantee. Yeah, I saw that. That That's crazy.
0: Um, Giuliani took bribes here. That's what it was. So Giuliani told the Times he was retained and paid, but didn't know if it was from Fraud Guarantee, which is run by Igor and Lev, Parnas and Fruman. The LLC is not in Delaware, though. It's in Boca Raton, Florida. So my beans were a little off, but I'm certain. Um, that it's not going to be reported, or it hasn't been reported yet, but I think Fertosh funded Giuliani through this Lev and Igor because we did get confirmation that Fertosh was funding Lev and Igor, and I I think that's how Giuliani got
1: paid was through fraud guarantee mm-hmm. for guaranteeing fraud. Yeah, totally. One of his many sources of income from foreign <coughs> entities, I'm sure. Yeah. And I I suppose
0: it wasn't a stretch for me to guess that Giuliani was being paid by Ukrainians through a shell company. But I don't know. I thought that was pretty good beans.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally.
0: And on last Monday's Daily Beans, uh, I I brought your attention to someone mentioned in the Volker Sundland text messages that were released by the three House committees that the mainstream media seemed to miss uh, until recently. And that was Fiona Hill. And then on Friday of this week, it was reported that she will be testifying on Capitol Hill Monday, according to a letter obtained by NBC. She has agreed to testify. She has not been subpoenaed. She resigned her post from the National Security Council just before the call with Zelensky occurred. And she's reportedly going to testify that Sondland and Giuliani circumvented White House procedures to run a shadow foreign policy on Ukraine. Uh, at the White House, uh, Hill was not viewed as a Trump loyalist, more like a Russia hawk leading those close to Trump to believe that she could not be controlled or pressured to allow the shadow policy to continue or begin. She left just before Dan Coats and Sue Gordon left, who we still have yet to hear from or about, uh, that we know of at least. But keep your eyes on Fiona Hill. Uh, I think her testimony will be very important in the impeachment effort. And also keep an eye on um, Sue Gordon and Dan Coats testifying. And then, of course, Bill Taylor, we haven't heard from either. He was the guy in the text messages who kept saying, I think it's crazy That you're offering White House meetings and military aid on the condition of investigations, plural investigations. Hey, bro, that's criming. Yeah, meaning Biden and the 2016 election. So, yeah, just... We also learned that Pompeo's number two, McKinley, at the State Department has also resigned. His resignation comes amid increasing dissatisfaction and plummeting morale within the Department of State over what is described as Pompeo's failure to support diplomats caught up in the Ukraine controversy. McKinley was also closely involved in a policy in Venezuela, in policy in Venezuela, which is about to lose Sitco to Russian gas giant Rosneft. Uh, I'll go over that uh, a little bit later. Concern with the department has been incredibly high within the department has been incredibly high regarding former Ukraine ambassador Yovanovitch, who Pompeo recalled from her post amid complaints from Trump and Giuliani. Giuliani has said Trump ordered Pompeo to fire her. And during the call with Zelensky, Trump called Yovanovitch bad and said she's going to go through some things. And i misread that the first time i read it i thought it said she's going through some things mm-hmm. no it's she's going to go through some things that's very gross. mobby
1: yeah yeah
0: <clears throat> and speaking of Yovanovitch, she testified friday for nine hours in front of three committees and after her testimony which i'll go over in a moment we learned that just like sunlin the night before she was supposed to testify the white house and state department told her not to appear but this time the house had a subpoena ready as I suggested they should. And they didn't listen to me. They just learned on their own, I think. And Yovanovitch ignored the Trump administration and not only testified, but walked in through the front public entrance like a badass. I had tweeted that the House should have had that subpoena ready to go, like I said, and they did. I'm very happy about that. Uh, Marie Yovanovitch's career professional diplomat, who was recalled early because she stood in the way of the shadow foreign policy on Ukraine, uh, like Fiona Hill did. Uh, This was contrived by Trump and Giuliani. Um, And I don't know Pompeo's involvement, but he's involved. And during her nine hour testimony to three House committees, she said the following. This is good. Although I understand that I served at the pleasure of the president, I was nevertheless incredulous that the U.S. government chose to remove an ambassador based, as best I can tell, on unfounded and false claims by people with clearly questionable motives. I've served this nation honorably for more than 30 years. I have proudly promoted and served American interests as the representative of the American people and six different presidents over the last three decades. Throughout that time, uh, like my colleagues at the State Department, I have always believed that we enjoyed a sacred trust with our government. We make a difference every day on the issues that matter to the American people. We repeatedly uproot our lives. We frequently put ourselves in harm's way to serve this nation. And we do that willingly because we believe in America and its special role in the world. We also believe that in return, our government will have our backs and protect us if we come under attack from foreign interests, Giuliani, Ukraine, Russia. That basic understanding no longer holds true. She didn't say... Ukraine oh, Russia that. Uh, yeah. adding yeah. that basic understanding no longer holds true she says today we see the state department attacked and hollowed out from within state department leadership with congress needs to take action now to defend this great institution and its thousands of loyal and effective employees i fear that not doing doing so will harm our nation's interests perhaps irreparably That harm will come not just through the inevitable and continuing resignation and loss of many of this nation's most loyal and talented public servants. The harm will come when private interests circumvent professional diplomats for their own gain, not the public good. The harm will come when bad actors in countries beyond Ukraine see how easy it is to use fiction and innuendo to manipulate our system. In such circumstances, the only interests that will be served... Are those of our strategic adversaries, like Russia, that spread chaos and attack the institutions and norms that the U.S. helped create and which we have benefited from for 75 years. I'm proud of my work in Ukraine. The U.S. embassy under my leadership represented and advanced the policies of the United States government. Our efforts were intended and evidently succeeded in thwarting corrupt interests in Ukraine who fought back by selling baseless conspiracy theories to anyone who would listen. Sadly, someone was listening, and our nation is the worse for it. Damn. uh. Yeah, she gives me the chills. That she's great. well. For-
2: and you know she has served under what nine presidents or something? Not nine, six. I think six, she said she's, she's served
0: not old enough. Four, six presidents, but I think it's presidents. been under three. Okay,
1: I mean terms. She means then? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't know
2: why nine presidents. How old could you be to serve <laughs> under nine presidents? Like six 150, <laughs> 150 years old. <laughs> six, um, six presidencies. Yeah, she's yeah. incredible. She's been in that. She's been in that position for a really long time, and she, from the stuff I've seen from her, is like so committed mm-hmm. and was put in a really shitty position. Like, I mean, anybody. Who is in Trump's way is in a bad position. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad that she spoke up. I'm glad that she testified. Mm
1: Yeah, she's also a reminder of how important the expertise is of people that are in these positions. Mm -hmm. It's like there's a reason they don't change from presidency to presidency and that someone would stay under people who are Democrats and then people who are Republicans, because there's just a certain amount of respect and appreciation that you have for someone being in that role Mm -hmm. that has established ties with the country they're working Mm -hmm. with. And work on the ground there, you know? Yes. And special uh, connections that protect and preserve our interests. And they understand
0: you you serve the American people, not the president of the Mm -hmm. United States and his special interests or... the interest of foreign other foreign adversaries like Russia.
1: Right. Right. And yeah, I think I mean, foreign policy, it's like citizens of the United States, I think more or less are focused. I, I think it's fair to say are mostly focused on domestic policy. Right. Because that's that's what we think affects us the most. And it does. I think there's a case for that. But also foreign policy is so incredibly important for just our standing in the world, which in turn drastically affects our domestic policy and our lives here. So, And specifically the importance of Ukraine to the United States and its national interests
0: as it's that buffer zone between Russia and the EU and our NATO allies and our UN Security Council allies. And right. it's it's... Uh, it's like a Jenga block. Exactly. You know? But it's a, it's the one at the bottom on the side.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. <And laughs> that, yeah.
0: that could fuck the whole shit up if right, it falls. Totally.
1: And because I think, you know, people that are just living their regular, you know, everyday lives don't really get a window into that world. They don't understand how much of a consequential Jenga block that is. But now they're going to know Yeah, they're learning and they're learning right now and how yeah. it, it affects our elections it affects our ability to negotiate with other countries and humanitarian efforts. And it's it's fucking honestly, this whole thing is so embarrassing. Yeah. And our standing with our allies, too. Uh, and, and in a related
0: story this weekend, Republicans can't tech. The White House accidentally sent their talking points about Yovanovitch to House Dems again. What? Yeah and i'm like at this point is it intentional <laughs> yeah, that's
1: what i'm thinking too they tried
0: to recall it the last time they they probably didn't try to recall it this time was it a
1: different person
0: i can't i don't know i didn't see the actual two yeah, email see it either. yeah i don't know if it was simons or not yeah. that was her name i think uh tori simons s-y-m-o-n-d-s um but yeah so that's cool they accidentally sent those talking points again <laughs> uh we'll be right back with what to expect this week Hey, it's AG, and I want to talk about my favorite time of the year, the holidays. It's cooling down, it's turning into fall, Halloween is happening, and then Thanksgiving and, and the, the holiday season. I just love. I'm I'm super in love with it. And you might think it's a little early, but if you're like me, the holidays start pretty much after the day after Halloween. And you don't want to go through another holiday season taking closed-mouth photos that you're embarrassed by your smile. So you can get your photo-ready smile for the holidays now with clear aligners from Candid. Candid's aligners can help straighten your teeth faster than traditional wire braces with treatments that only take about six months on average. Um, when I was a kid, I had to wear wire braces for five years. I had headgear and rubber bands. Nobody's got time for that. Uh, and because it takes less time, it costs less money, often 65% less than braces. An experienced orthodontist who's licensed in your state will create your custom treatment plan. And they show you a cool 3D video so you can see how your teeth will move over time and how they'll end up looking. Candid's aligners are comfortable, removable, and completely invisible. And you all know what's important to us here at uh, Daily Beans is convenience and philanthropy. And they have both at Candid. With each aligner purchased candid donates $25 to smile train who brings safe 100% free cleft lip and palate treatment to children around the world and that is such a worthy cause so join me and have a photo ready smile by the holidays go to candidco.com slash daily beans and use code daily beans at checkout to get $75 off that's candidco.com slash daily beans code daily beans for $75 off candidco.com slash daily beans and use code daily beans at checkout you'll be glad you did Okay, so here's what's coming up this week. Uh, it's a pretty packed calendar. <laughs> um, on Monday, Sam Kislin, that's a Giuliani associate, will testify, and the Sundland documents are due Monday as well. We learned Friday that Sundland will testify, and in, in a late-breaking story Saturday night from the Washington Post, we learned that Sundland will testify that it was Trump that directed him to text Bill Taylor that no quid pro quo text that was seemed all formal that came five hours after. Yeah. Um, Further, he says that he does not know if there was a quid pro quo, but if there was, it wasn't a corrupt quid pro quo. (laughs) So while he may throw Trump under the bus, uh, and that's important, uh, if he says he wasn't aware of a quid pro quo, that will be a lie. And he testifies Thursday in a joint deposition. So... I, I like people are praising him like Sunland's <gasps> going to come out and say that Trump made me write that statement but he's also somehow saying there was no quid pro quo weird. and if there was it was the good kind.
2: Yeah, what a weird observation. It's sort of like, yeah, I didn't do my homework, but that's because I don't believe in homework. Yeah, or like,
0: <laughs> yeah, Um, he told me to write that text and then I got Skittles f- in exchange for it. Like, it was a good quid pro. Like, I, I don't taste the rainbow. I don't understand. It's so weird. What a good, like, it's just a weird, I'm interested I... to see what comes out of that testimony or that deposition, excuse me.
1: Yeah, well, there is audio of Joe Biden basically saying that we're not going to give, we're not going to help Ukraine until they get they started investigating corruption appropriately. Yeah. And that is something good, that exists, And right? that's a good quid pro quo. Right. And so maybe he's going to try to make the case that it's something like that. Whereas in this case, it wasn't just in general upping your accountability of your corruption in your country. It's uh, specifically only looking into one thing or two things, I should mm-hmm. say, that only serve to benefit your reelection. In exchange for yeah. aid. Yeah. And Susan yeah. Rice said that
0: on an interview today. I saw her um, <clears throat> talking to Fareed Zakaria, I think. And that whole Joe Biden thing, and it wasn't just Joe Biden, it was the IMF, mm-hmm. it was the entire EU. Totally. We're trying to get corruption out. And in exchange for that, to get corruption out, the American people benefit, America's national security benefits. Susan mm-hmm. Rice said, I dare you to go into that call transcript that they released and find one thing that the American people get out of that deal. Yep. There's nothing. It's nothing at all. Yeah, um, entirely self serving. Yep. And that was just a, like, really kind of put a fine point on it for Mm me. Um, Let's see. Tuesday, documents are due from Rudy uh, Pence, Mike Esper, that's the SECDEF, Secretary of Defense, and the Director of the Office of Management and Budget, OMB, his name's Vaught. Wednesday, documents are due from Igor and Lev Parnas. Uh, Igor Fruman. <laughs> and I always think of Abe Froman, the sausage king of Chicago. Ooh. And Lev Parnas. And And Friday is the due date for Mick Mulvaney and Rick Perry documents. And speaking of the Office of Management and Budget, that's the Vaught guy. We learned from Washington Post Thursday night that the White House intervened and overrode career officials directing the Office of Management and Budget to freeze the military aid to Ukraine. So I'm hoping Director Vaught will testify to that if he's not blocked by the State Department somehow. Mm. Or the Office of Management and Budget. Or, you mm-hmm. know, Office of Management and Budget. Which I don't think... It doesn't fall into the State Department, but Trump could probably try to block him. Is he still He's still a government official.
2: Damn. Do you think that Sondland will actually be able to testify? Or will he be blocked again? Or does he not have a choice? I, I think I, I missed... Did you say
0: that already? Yeah, because he, he was supposed to testify, mm-hmm. and then they right. blocked him. That? And mm-hmm. then that's when I was like, why didn't you have a subpoena ready to go? They right. subpoenaed him like a, the next day, and then he's coming
1: so in. So he's going to do it. So yeah. if he
0: doesn't do it again then he would be obstructing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, though, what we'll see is if he comes, I think he's going to come in, then we'll just see if he's Mm going to act like Lewandowski did or not. Yeah, okay. and, and I I said
0: on a scale from Lewandowski to Volker, mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think Sondland, uh, How do you think his testimony is going to go? Mm-hmm. I think he'll say, and and he said that he'll say, or at least it's come out that he's going to tell them that Trump yeah. made me write that text message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think that he's going to testify that he knows what the quid pro quo was, or that he's aware of a quid pro quo. He might do a legal dance around those terms. He could mm-hmm. take the fifth on that question because it's self-incriminating. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he has a way out of it without either perjuring himself or being in trouble for being part of that conspiracy.
1: Yeah. Oh god, they're all going down. <laughs> I know he said this during the Mueller investigation, but he also paid a million dollars for that position. He
2: he, yeah. he he paid. He job, donated. He donated the yeah, to the inaugural million mm-hmm. dollars. So he paid a million dollars to get a job
1: that puts right. him in jail. <laughs> yeah, and also <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's gotta hurt. <laughs> and also had no experience in actually like being a politician. Yeah, right? he just or any uh, owned a bunch of, of hotels diplomat. in Oregon and Washington, right? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. you boycott his hotels too. Yeah, fuck his a lot hotels. of people are.
0: But yeah, that's why it pays off to be a Yovanovich or Fiona Hill, even if you're on kind of an opposite side of where I would be. Uh, on these issues um, Which they're not They're anti-Putin Pro-Ukraine um, And arming Ukraine So that they can Defend themselves From Russia That's where it pays off To be a-, a Yovanovitch Or Fiona Hill Is because you can resign And hands clean Go out and testify And tell them everything Without incriminating yourself Because mm-hmm. you didn't Break the fucking law mm-hmm. Yeah, You did your job Yep, And you were pushed out And silenced And I think Bill Taylor Is going to have that I think Volcker Has that um, the ICIG had it. Um, I mean, I mean
2: Yovanovitch didn't break the law because she knows the law and knows the constitution because mm-hmm. she's been in that position for decades. But Sondland was, but also no she was there experience. to, she
0: was also there to serve the American people. Absolutely. Yeah. Not, but what not I'm not saying is interests. these like
2: appointees who bought yeah. their way into this administration don't know the constitution. Right. And, and they, they, no they no don't serve the people. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. No loyalty to the constitution. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Loyalty to themselves and to, tr- and to Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's get social. Hashtag. Uh, Trending today, which is Sunday, is hashtag Trump betrayed our allies. Uh, As multiple photos and reports are coming in from Syria, as Turkey ravages our former ISIS fighting partner, it's genocide. And like I said, we're not only turning a blind eye, we're literally abandoning them. We're betraying them. Uh, As Kurds are slaughtered, the U.S. military is in full retreat, now giving up control of Syrian airspace. Kurdish troops are defenseless against Turkish airstrikes. They're using Russian planes, by the way. And now the Kurds are trying to make a deal with Russia for help. Perhaps the plan all along.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys see, um, I think it was the Trump Hotel in Las Vegas, They, uh, some activists unrolled this, like, giant... That was fake. Sign. Oh, was it? Yeah. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah, bummer. I know. I know I retweeted it, and someone's like, that was fake. Ah, oh, bummer. Okay. Yeah. Well, it looked nice. It could have been there. <laughs> it could have been
0: there
1: for real. Somebody yeah. could do a projector. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Oh, I thought that was real. Yeah. Well, anyway, that would have been nice to see. I know, it would have been <laughs> nice. But yeah, Greenpeace commented, and they were like, this is not from us. Oh, wow wow Yeah. Damn. <laughs> um, Okay, so what what do you think that deal would look like? Oh, between the Kurds and the Russians? Yeah, um, help arm us, help
0: arm us against the Turks, or fly in here and help us defeat the Turks, and or there could be a deal that's made between the three countries where Russia gets a bunch of oil out of it or a pipeline or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: God, I, forgive me. I think me. Putin's
0: after Syrian oil, honestly.
2: Yeah, forgive me. I don't I don't know the relationship between Putin and Erdogan particularly
0: well, but. What
2: does that look like? I don't know. I don't know either. Do you you have
0: an hour? (laughs) (laughs) That's something that, honestly, everyone should just look up and research. There's so much to it. Uh, In fact, getting uh, getting the Kurds to fight on our side to keep Turkey at bay, to get ISIS out of the region, Mm -hmm. took... Like 800 things uh, pieces to, to fall into place. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when I know that, sim- you know, simply looking at it uh, when Obama was in charge saying Obama fucked it all up. I don't know that people understand how many moving pieces there are in the region. Yeah. Or if they do, kind of, they don't understand that pulling one piece throws the whole thing and yeah. many, many, many more die. So it's, and I don't even fully understand yeah, it and grasp it, which is why not. I left it to Obama and his um, uh, aides and and associates and advisors to know and understand fully what's going on in the region way better than I do. So I had a hard time criticizing that. Although any death that seems unnecessary is horrible. Uh, but again, I, I it, it's like some, it's like somehow agnostics say, I can't begin to understand the the, the machinations of the universe. Mm-hmm. And if there's a higher being. So I just don't know. I'm just going to say, I don't know. That's kind of I'm sort of agnostic about that region. Yeah, if that makes sense. same.
1: I 100% do not understand the intricacies of all of those moving pieces. Yeah. But I- there are people who do and, and, and we should we them. have to believe that they're
0: acting in the best interests of, of the United States and the American people and, uh, and our national security and not their own private interests.
1: How ironic would that be, though, if Putin makes a deal with the Kurds to help them defend an invasion from a other territory? Like, or oh it could God. be
0: as simple as Russia saying, Turkey, back <laughs> off. I'll give you part of this pipeline deal. Yeah and make a three-way deal yeah uh, which i think was that you know the entire idea i'm sure was for for us to get our troops out trump tried to pull the troops out of syria in uh december and at at putin's behest i think put some beans on it i think that that one of the calls in that uh, nice super secret code word classified system is a call with putin about withdrawing troops from syria in december i i would bet at least 70 percent of my beans on that And uh, because I still would like to have some beans left over if I'm wrong. But (laughs) I think that that's real. And I think that this is uh, this was all a way to get the U.S. out. And Turkey and Putin wanted the U.S. out both so that they could have their way with Syria. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But now then it sounds like on the table is potentially a deal between Putin and Turkey and then also Putin and the Kurds. Right. Because because Putin and Turkey wanted the U.S. out Mm -hmm. so that they could have a say in Syria
0: and that could be by way of, you know, Putin being able to tell Turkey to stop because Turkey's not going to listen to the United States. Mm. Uh, You know, so
1: it's, it's just a whole weird. Even though Turkey is like a NATO ally. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't understand. You know, I need to take some classes or some shit on. all. Yeah. One thing this
2: makes me think about is I know a lot of people wanted to to not vote for career politicians or quote unquote experts when they were voting for Trump, but it's really frustrating because pe- what people really wanted to vote against was corruption. But we still have we have to put some faith into people who are experts on political things because we can't possibly know. Mm-hmm. Like people specialize in things for a reason, and you know, I I I have some empathy for people who who were getting fed up with career politicians because corruption is bad and the level of corruption in dc is really bad but we still have to put some faith in experts because we can't possibly know the intricacies of a particular region or a particular economic theory or you know various things which are over the heads of the average person you know so it's frustrating yeah. that there's so many people who are making decisions right now who have no experience in those things right it's terrifying i hate it (laughs) it is so
1: terrifying yeah all i know is that for me personally from the outside it looks as though a group that we have used honestly as allies for our own interests for a a long amount of time across multiple instances were being protected in part by us and their efforts to defend themselves were upheld by us for a long amount of time Mm -hmm. and it looks like the dictator who was trying to invade them, effectively asked Trump to get rid of our allies to the Kurds. And we did. And now people are dying. That's just what it looks like to someone that's uneducated, I guess, on the entire intricacies. That's pretty much what's happening. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It
0: it seems to me it's like so Putin and Erdogan can have their way with with Syria, with the Kurds in northern Syria uh, without the U.S. being there to protect them and use them to fight ISIS. And that's the whole guise of, you know, the whole Putin uh, US, uh, you know, strategy to fight ISIS in the region, Uh, particularly in Syria. It was like, oh, we have to have a good relationship with Russia so that we can continue to fight ISIS with Russia and the Kurds in this region. But really, they just wanted us gone so that Mm -hmm. they could they could take it for themselves Mm -hmm. in, in some way. Uh And I don't understand how Turkey is a NATO ally in this, in this in this race uh that's something I'm gonna have to look more into um but anyway that uh is what's happening in the region as far as you know our my minimal understanding uh mm-hmm. can can explain um I'd love um tweets or emails about
2: like what Americans can do to support the Kurds yeah i I have no idea you know I've no idea but
0: uh, vote. yeah but by then
2: yeah but if there's anything in the interim you know I know that there's so many causes but this is the one du
0: jour so I'm curious um, or if you have a perspective on that let us know yeah. at Daily Beans Pod um, that would be great we'd appreciate it and that's our show um, for Monday October 14th 2019 recorded on Sunday October 13th at noon <laughs> Pacific Daylight Time um, I think it's Daylight Time I think it's PDT now uh, any final thoughts? uh no not really yeah we kind of got all our final thoughts out before i asked for him
1: yeah 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 we were uh this is a more serious episode today there's a lot of serious shit going on <laughs>
0: that's true serious shit fraud guarantee was pretty funny though
2: <laughs> yeah you know um do either of you listen i i want to say it's up, the up first podcast where they have the little timestamp at the start of the show do you, do you, no, okay. It's really cute. It reminded me because you were just saying what time it was. I think it's NPR's up first, possibly, and they have fans record these little like timestamp messages at the beginning of the show. And I'm like, man, I want to steal that. They're uh, like, what does it Pete. say? It's like every every time it's different. It's like, hey, I'm Marie, and I'm I'm in Maine, and I'm walking my dogs. Things may have changed by the time you hear this podcast. It was recorded at insert time here. Mm-hmm. And every day they start with a cute little fan message, like timestamp, like huh. things may have changed. That's cute. Uh, maybe we should steal that. <laughs> yeah, Something in case
1: Trump we're, gets impeached <laughs> in the next hour when we're done yeah. recording. <laughs> Sorry, uh, since, that. since yesterday, Trump wasn't Shit like that happens, man. It happens. <laughs> right. <laughs> on a Sunday. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Giuliani could be arrested right now. We don't even know.
1: Yeah. Trump, Trump being the airport is a bad example. Although yesterday, example.
0: yesterday was the 40th anniversary of A Message to You, Rudy, by The Specials uh, coming out. So happy anniversary The Specials. Uh, I think it would be extra special if Rudy could get arrested this weekend on the 40th anniversary of the release of that song. Um, So, you know, keep your eyes out, and we'll let you know tomorrow. Uh, I've been—well, you know what? Before I do that, I need to tell you to take care of yourselves and each other and the planet and your mental health. And then I can say I've been A.G. I've
1: been Jordan Coburn.
2: I've been Mandy Reader.
0: And them's the Beans. The Daily Beans is produced by A.G., featuring Jalisa Johnson and Jordan Coburn, and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mizell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager is Sarah Lee Steiner, and our merchandising manager is Sarah Hershberger, Valencia fact checking and research by ag Jalisa johnson and jordan coburn with executive assistance by amanda reader our music is written and performed by they might be giants our web design and branding are by Joel reader with moxie design studios and our website is dailybeanspod.com